We are Michael Vesey in London, England. And Jason Miles in Seattle, Washington. More importantly, you are the owner of a thriving online business and you want to become the best e-commerce leader you can be. We're here to get you there. For show notes with links and resources mentioned today and for other GC resources like downloads, just visit our blog, theecommerceleader.com. Hey folks, thank you so much for coming back to The E-Commerce Leader, the place to be for ambitious e-commerce leaders everywhere. And today we are talking about how to rank your Amazon listing for keywords, in other words, Amazon SEO. A lot of the stuff we say today will apply to quite a degree on other platforms as well, but it is the Amazon focus today. We're going to be talking about keyword optimization and how to even lay a foundation for that, the importance of measurements, how to define your target keywords, how to build them into a listing, what indexing is, and um, some other little ranking hacks as well. I'm not a big one for hacks, but we've got a couple of nice juicy ones for you here. So stay tuned if that's relevant for you. If you're um, selling on other platforms, you may want to wait for our Google SEO episode, which is coming up soon. And if you are selling on Amazon, stay tuned and we'll try and make you some extra money before Christmas. Okay, so let's keep going. So let's say you've got your a short list of keywords. Mm. Uh, you've eliminated out, out the ones that don't make sense for you in your context. Uh, what do you do next? Yeah, so the main thing is to prioritize. It's like anything else, 80-20 rule applies to a lot of things. So the the most important thing is to, to have a sort of shopping list of keywords, maybe 100 keywords maximum, and then cut down to 30, 50 keywords. And that's your target list for your product listing page or your product detail page. I guess a lot of this would apply in some modified form on a Shopify site. And then prioritize the top three or five. The top two or three is probably your target for your title. And the top three or five, probably the, the first bullet as well. So it's like anything else. Um, it comes down to literally a handful of keywords that you probably over time want to rank for. And then other keywords that are not going to move the needle so much in terms of revenue, but are very profitable when they do. And so it's a blend of those those types of keywords, really. So you make a list and prioritize it. Okay, so you've got that. You've got your your list and prioritized order, what you think is the primary phrasing or, or term that you're going to camp on. What, what comes next? What do you do then? So before you start um, worrying about pulling levers, as in, in this case, trying to do something to get ranking, you need to measure where you're at in the first place. And it's easy to skip this. So the foundation for everything is really measure things up front and regularly measure before you act set a baseline. So I would just check the keyword ranking for a listing once you've created it using Helium 10. And you can also track where your competitors are, are going with these things as well. So you can track against the competition. The second thing is then, as we said, defining the target keyword list very clearly. And then the third thing we're going to do is to build those into your listing in priority order so that we we know how we're ranking before we do stuff, in this case, SEO. And then we can check how we're ranking after we've done stuff to see if it actually had the effect we hoped for. Okay. So you're building your listing at this point. So you're really getting it focused on what the title it is, the the you know par- opening paragraph, the you know details and the bullet points, that kind of stuff. Mm. Uh, thoughts on how to organize that? What what's the what's the best way to work through that stuff? Yeah, so the first thing is uh, a quick hack from Stephen Pope of my Amazon guy who I spoke to recently about using the search term field, which isn't something that the um, general public will see, but will help the algorithm, I suppose, to recognize, you know, 
what it should rank your listing for. So help the algorithm understand your listing, if you like. And what he says is you get, you, you have a search term field of 249 characters. So you put in relevant keywords, use those against the top competitors and see if they're ranking and then rank those in order of importance. So you're going to want to play around in the search term field. Very hard to put across in the, in the podcast, but broadly speaking, the search term field is more important than you think. And you need to try and stuff mm -hmm. in as many relevant single keywords. So not little keyword phrases as possible. So that's the sort of simplified version of it. If you want to check out out Stephen Pope of, of my Amazon guy. We'll put links in the show notes and, and there's a more detailed process that he goes through there. All right. I love that. So um, obviously you've got, you, you've got a ton of resources on your other podcasts as well, as well right? Amazing FBA. Absolutely. Yeah. So we've right. Talked about so, this a lot. Yeah. Yeah. And Not we for should a while, actually, but, maybe yeah. in the show notes, put some links to the best, best episodes yeah. there. Okay, great. Can do that. Okay, so what's um, yeah? So indexing of keywords is is a phrase that sounds quite technical, and and I suppose it is. I mean, as Stephen was talking about, he said that you should focus on indexing first rather than ranking. So broadly, it means, as I understand it, and not a technical specialist, that the algorithm will understand that your listing potentially should indexed or should be ranked for a particular keyword. So they know that the keyword's in there, I suppose. It's a bit like a librarian going through a library and they catalog the fact that you own this title. So they've cataloged the fact that you have this keyword in your listing. Uh-huh. Okay. All right. I don't know if it relates to this uh, situation or not on the product creation side, but I know on the Kindle book uh, and paperback creation side, there was a fun insight that one of my buddies gave me. It asks you for keywords for your Kindle book. And the slot that it gives you is 50 characters long. And most people just put in like, and there's seven slots. Most people put in seven, you know, words or phrases, mm. e-commerce, yeah. online startup, whatever. But yeah. what my buddy, uh, Mike Pettigrew told me was when he was doing his book, he spent four days <laughs> and he created a 50 character long optimized key phrase for every one of those seven slots so mm. that all 50 characters in seven slots were created. But what he did was he, he created sort of what you might call a stacked set of key phrases in, inside the 50 characters. So, for example, if uh, startup was a phrase he wanted to camp on, and e-commerce startup was also a phrase he wanted to camp on. He would nest those together as mm. logically as possible. And it mm. actually was a massive project he undertook. <laughs> and, and it really helped his book rank well. Yeah. So I don't know such shenanigans are ex the same for physical product side creation of the listing. But anyway. Similar, similar. Okay. I mean, I'm, again, I'm not familiar myself with Kindle book SEO, but I, I think it is very, very similar. In other words, what you're saying, if you zoom out, is to, mm -hmm. as a general principle which is probably easier to take away, is just maximize everything. If Amazon gives yeah. you yeah. 2,000 characters for the description, use it. Uh, particularly yeah. if you've only got a handful of products. If you've got hundreds of them, then, then it's harder and you might skip that. But absolutely, definitely make sure that you're really, and this brings us to the next sort of phases. If you've done things in priority order, do your best to use every single carrot in the title yeah. to either have really great keywords that you think are both valuable and winnable. There's a bit of a crossover between those two. Mm -hmm. And for example, I'm not going to try and rank for iPhone case because that's an insane idea. That's like mm -hmm. trying to win the SOM with, you know, with one musket. It's, it's not going to happen. Um, but that plus maybe a little bit of a call to action in, in the title mm -hmm. as well, but that you've got to make every character, you know, justify its existence. Here's my main mm -hmm. tip, mm -hmm. write multiple drafts of your title, maybe 10, maybe 15, because it really matters. And then rewrite each bullet two or three times as well. Again, mm -hmm. like your friend, Mike, you should mm -hmm. put some serious time and effort into this. It really does pay off. 
I love that. Okay, so um, you, you just mentioned the phases here, three phases of doing this work. So what are the, what is, what's the first, what's the second, what's the third? Let's walk through those. Sure. So I, I owe this to Stephen Pope of my Amazon guy, by the way, just to, to acknowledge this. So the first thing is to use this search term field, as I said, so I'm basically get some relevant keywords, put them in, see what the competition's doing. I would use a tool like Frankenstein, which is a deduping tool on Helium 10. There are other ones out there as well. And basically what it means is if you put in something like iPhone case blue, iPhone case black, iPhone case, it will come out with the individual words, iPhone case blue, black, whatever. Mm-hmm. And um, you put those as separate words into the back end, right? Just to make sure that Amazon's going to start ranking for that. By mm-hmm. the way, little hint, Spanish keywords in the US are huge. There's uh, millions and millions and millions of, of searches mm-hmm. using Spanish language, but most English-speaking Amazon sellers in the US don't use that. So that's a seriously good uh, hint. So you might do very well with that. And mm-hmm. then... Just What's the second phase? So the second yeah. phase is then incremental uh, indexing. So you're going to use your brand analytics dashboard if your brand registered. You would need a registered mm-hmm. trademark for that. And look at the suggestions. And then actually, uh, we'll highlight in pink the things that aren't really going to work very well according to the algorithm. And you can those, remove those. Um, so you then, just skipped over a biggie there, which was being brand registered. So that's yeah. obviously central to the current thesis on how to succeed on Amazon, right? Broadly speaking, yeah, you can manage without. I've got a client who didn't want to go to the expense and trouble of brand registry recently, and because he didn't want to go to the expense of brand, you know, trademarking in the US, yeah, and yeah. It, it does make it harder to do everything. To be frank, I mean, it's I would advise if you can afford it. And mm-hmm. again, it's a budget question. If you were going to budget, this is more for business startups. If you're going to establish business, you'd be it'd be unusual for you not to have a trademark. But if you haven't, please go and get it done for multiple reasons. We've talked about that separately. Sure. Um, okay. Yeah. And right. then the final phase of this one is, is what he calls matriculating to the top 10, which is you take all your keywords for which your risk listing is ranking in the top 20 to 50 in the keyword results, and then upgrade. You, you really update every field to try and target five to seven keywords per listing to get to the top 10. So that's quite similar to Google SEO strategy. So you can look at where you're doing okay and then try and make sure that you do better. So you may find yourself tweaking things like the title. So you thought you were going to rank for iPhone case black. And actually, maybe when you look at the results that that you're in position 300, so nowhere for that page 10 or something. And maybe you're ranking for iPhone case rubber coated black. And actually, you're making some sales on that. And therefore, you want to tweak your list. Uh-huh. So there's quite a bit of optimizing, strictly speaking, means making optimal, right? So you can't really yeah. do that at the beginning. You create a listing. And then over time, you're going to use the um, ranking data and also, frankly, PPC data as well so that you can see what words you're converting on. And and that's a separate topic. But that feeds back into you may change the keyword order or you may re- eliminate mm-hmm. some keywords or replace them with others. So it's a little bit you you were talking about your gardening injuries before we got on live. And it's a bit like weeding your garden. You need to be constantly weeding the garden. Maybe you put a rose somewhere yeah. and it actually doesn't get enough sunlight and it's not doing very well. So you gently repot it and move it. And maybe you replace it with some, I don't know, different um kind of bush i'm, I'm struggling because i'm much of a gardener my, <laughs> he's my not even gardening. doing a good job on the gardening thing okay yeah. i will take over your metaphor for you yeah, and please. embellish it properly <laughs> 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 it is like gardening and here's the thing i would say you know it like okay just imagine any space that you currently own that's a current disaster just a mess just you know it might be your front porch or it might be your back you know little courtyard or whatever the thing that you're describing right now to me like the optimization step to me is about getting momentum in one small, like a foothold. That's how I think of gardening, like get a foothold in your yard (laughs) and do something that starts to get you momentum in terms of the visual appeal or effect. 
and then go and to your point here in the outline, this is what you lean into. And so, you know, in a way, what you've described in the first couple of steps is sort of spaghetti at the wall intelligently. Yeah. But then you are looking for feedback from the algorithm and yeah. from buyers on Amazon. And as soon as you get that feedback, then you're like a laser guided missile and you know exactly what to focus on. You, you lean into your winners, you cut your losers Absolutely. and you really try to optimize at, optimally for that outcome. And it, to me, a lot of people who are good at the initial phases, throwing spaghetti at the wall, don't ever scale tremendously. Mm. The people who are okay at throwing spaghetti at the wall, but her amazing at the optimization piece where they look at the data and they look at the data and they look at the data. Mm. And then they say to themselves, I've got a little, I've got a thread I'm going to pull on here. Mm. And I think this is going to lead to greater and greater and greater ranking. Mm. Those are the people over the course of, you know, years install themselves with bestsellers in my view. And so that's why I I love this, this final step Mm. uh, the most. I'm a huge momentum guy. I, I can flounder around for a long time with the initial phases, yeah. but once I see that something's working, I generally yeah. kind of tap into it pretty, you know, pretty focused way. And I think that's the winning strategy for the Amazon selling community. Yeah, I agree with that. And the other thing to say, I mean, I think that the very broad principle, very simple, but hard to do emotionally is what you just said, which is, you know, ride your winners and cut the losers. And yeah. that applies to product lines. Some yeah. products, you can hire magic elves to do keyword research and it will never rank. <laughs> it's just not going to work. You know, sometimes that's the, the fact. And normally it's pretty brutally simple because we, we talked about Amazon keyword research earlier, and that's to do with market selection, mm-hmm. I guess. And if you've decided that you've got a budget of $10,000 and you're launching yeah. into a market where you needed a budget of 100000 to actually have an impact and visibility, you're, you're toast. And it doesn't really matter what you do after that. It's like rearranging tech tears on the Titanic. Like, it doesn't really matter. So, yeah, you're uh, right. Yeah. You know, and we have to accept that that the market has its judgments. Some products won't go. Yeah. But as you say, if you see a sign of life, yeah. double down on what's working and double right. down again. Like, you may end up spending a big percentage of your advertising budget, which will help the SEO, by the way, on a really, really small percentage of your keywords. And they may not be the ones you thought it was going to be. Mm-hmm. And as you say, you have to be willing to roll with the data. And that's quite analytical and hard work. And you will need to put aside some time to get your head hurting with the search term report. But it's worth it. Absolutely. Well, what you just said is so key, which is the emotional, mental discipline to you know cut your, cut your losers is key. Yeah. A lot of people because of the act of creation, the act of setting up a, you know, a unique original uh, product or, you know, bundle or whatever it is, they fall in love with it in the process. Hmm. And as, as product sellers, you just can't do that. I mean, y- you have to be willing to, you know, love all of, <laughs> you know, your little creations, but as soon as, you know, it's proven that they're not of interest to customers, say goodbye, you dismiss them and you lean into your winners and you just have to be ruthless like that. And it's a real, that's a real entrepreneurial discipline that applies across the board in every part of business, not just for Amazon, you know, keyword optimization work. So. Absolutely. Well, here's what I would say that actually a lot of business is brutally simpler than we make it. I've been floundering around trying to put across what is actually, I'm the reason I'm floundering because I'm trying to compress what I think of as 10 hours of detailed analysis and work into a, a short, simplistic statements. But the truth is that that we can often try too hard. I mean, actually, a lot of the time, if you go for the obvious keywords and they're too competitive, 
you shouldn't yeah. have entered the market. If you go yeah. for the obvious keywords and they're too competitive, but there are related keywords that aren't ridiculously long tail. So instead of iPhone case, iPhone case rubber or something, and you're starting to rank for those and you're making sales, and the conversion rate's okay, then you can start diving into the detail and, and mm-hmm. doing the thing you said, really optimizing. But the truth is a lot of the time, the market will tell you fairly unsubtly, nobody wants this product, in which case you have to abandon it. And then mm-hmm. sometimes certain keywords clearly are too expensive to rank for and you just have to abandon them and i I would say abandoning that which is not winnable very quickly is actually a real master skill man this is such great stuff i really (laughs) really appreciate your insights into this and the details so do you want to summarize this second idea that we worked through in this back half of the podcast yeah so uh, i will do that and then there's a couple of juicy ranking tactics which i think people might appreciate because they're little hacks which which do actually seem to be working which is unusual because most hacks don't seem to work Yeah, the main thing is, um, first of all, when you've done quality keyword research, as a prelude to writing your listing, you need to, just focusing on the keyword SEO for the moment, you need to make sure you've got a long list of maybe 100 keywords, uh, a short list of 30 to 50 keywords. If, If in doubt, make it shorter, simpler to handle, and then prioritize top three to five your top three or five are going to go in your title and your first bullets and then the rest are going to go in your other bullets and and the description is kind of place where you can dump a heck of a lot of long tail keywords by the way because people don't tend to read it but the algorithm does Mm -hmm. so that's a bit of a hint there and then we need to just go through in phases and put things in especially use the search terms the back-end search terms by the way small distinction i should have said there i would in the title put exact match keyword phrases like iPhone, rubber, black, if that's exactly the phrase that people tend to use that you're trying to rank for. Whereas in the search term field at the back, I would just put individual words. So they're all split up. It's a small distinction there. Okay, got it. Great. And then the other thing is, as we've been saying, to double down on what works and and to leave what doesn't. But there are two sides to that, really two tools for measuring that. One is the keyword ranking tools such as Helium 10 has. And then the other one is the data that you get from the Amazon advertising campaigns. Um, so advertising is generally seen as a ranking or sales tool, but actually it's an analytics tool because we can't tell what the conversion is by keyword for organic sales. So we have to use, um, I would say, PPC as a proxy for that. And once you get that data, you can see you're converting on some PPC driven sales for I don't know, iPhone rubber case small or something, then you can consider optimizing in your listing for that word as well. Man, this is awesome, Michael. Love it. Well, really appreciate your deep dive into this. I was scared when we started this conversation. Sorry. It's a bit an intimidating topic. For, for I'm, I'm, I'm doing okay. My blood yeah. pressure hasn't spiked too high. <laughs> yeah, keep breathing. It's, it's, uh, yeah, Rome wasn't built in the day with this stuff. I mean, it's yeah. like Google SEO, and which I'm yeah. trying to learn a bit more myself as yeah. well. It's a nuanced and complex art, and yeah. you just need to take it one step at a time and, and learn yeah. your craft, you know. Yeah. Well, I'm going to wrap it up here with a simple call to action. If you like the e-commerce leader podcast, and we'd love to have you check it out on the player of choice. I know we stream these into our groups on the Sunday morning when we record them. But for those of you who watch it that way and have never gone on Spotify or Apple or whatever and followed the show and liked it or you know subscribed or whatever the appropriate action is, we'd love to have you do that. The show is continuing to grow in subscribers and downloads. And we're just looking at the metrics and it's it's really cool. Michael, did yeah. you know it, it, it's not hockey stick, but it's going, baby. Yeah. It's going yeah, yeah. up. Yeah, and so we're really, really grateful for everybody who is uh, subscribing to the show and following it and referring to friends. And if you've done that, we really appreciate it. So we're going to wrap it up there. And uh, Michael, thank you again for your expertise in these things. As always, it's an honor, man. My pleasure. Thank you. 
That was the e-commerce leader podcast with Michael Vesey in London, England, and Jason Miles in Seattle, Washington. If you liked this content, don't forget to subscribe to the show on your podcast app. For free resources, including PDFs and videos on topics like traffic, products, and sales channels, just go to www.theecommerceleader.com. No hyphens, just as it sounds. Thanks so much for listening.